Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. All right, we're at that time of year where everybody's making their travel plans. You know, I'm a comedian, so I travel all the time anyway. You're a comedian too, but you handle travel much differently than me. <laughs> yes, I handle travel by not handling anything at all. I just let it happen. I am so close to a zero packing policy because I've forgotten so many things. Like I avoid it till I absolutely have to. And I've forgotten underwear. I've forgotten toothpaste. You know, so many toiletries and actual essential clothing items that I would just much rather not have to worry about putting anything in a suitcase. I don't understand it at all because I like to be overprepared. I want everything packed and done so I don't have to rush and think about it. I, but you know, I've got kind of streamlined. I know what I need to take. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's almost mind-boggling to me. I will see what you brought and it's like, why did you bring three pairs of snow boots but you didn't bring underwear or toothpaste? <laughs> like, what? what is this? Once again, my we're about to travel and my bag is too bulky because it has like three of the same things, sweatshirts. I've got three cozy sweatshirts and no pants. And it's like... <laughs> and why would you do that? Like, I know. Just put one sweatshirt in and put in a, two pairs of pants if I need it. Well... <laughs> you, you almost handle like uh, these zombie apocalypse apocalypse type shows where uh, you're the last few people on earth and you're all uh, vying for the same supplies and right. you go into like a general store and you just take whatever is left over from people looting and you just take right. those four items that are left in there. You got or, four cans of cream corn in your suitcase. Yeah, I was going to say, or I go first and I still just take four cans yeah. of cream corn. I'm like, hmm, cream corn sounds good today. Well, I'm done. Yeah, you're like the character that George Clooney played in Up, where he has everything perfectly packed. He has it down to a science because you know exactly how much time you want to leave to get somewhere so that you can be comfortable, I guess, when you're there. But here's the thing I noticed about you. You're stressed all the way through. And I'm stressed all the way through too, but I don't, <laughs> I don't like make any rules for myself. So it's like, you'll say, hey, it's the night before, you really should pack. And you'll ask me, have you packed yet? And an hour later, how are you doing on packing? And the suitcase will still be open, but I'll have like one shoe in there. <laughs> I feel like we could be five miles down the road and I still could ask you, like, have you packed yet? And you'd be like, ah, I'll get to it. I No, truly, we've been on a trip and you said, I'll just bring up like, oh, you know what? I forgot to pack deodorant. And you'll go, how did you forget to pack deodorant after it, all of my prompts? <laughs> it's I, I, I don't get it. It don't. It, and yes, I'm stressed. Like, there's certain things that are stressful. Getting to an airport on time, especially in New York, like you just add extra layers of things where, oh, I have to leave at 3 a.m. to get there uh, three hours early for this 9 a.m. flight or whatever. Right. And it's not, that is not going to be conducive to a nice calm atmosphere of getting someplace um, in a comfortable manner. Mm -hmm. But when we're taking a car or something like that, it's, I'd just so much rather have everything done now so that in the morning we can relax yeah, when does the relaxing and... happen for you? You said that to me too. You were like, okay, get everything ready tonight so that we can just chill in the morning. And I laughed at myself like, there's no chilling in the no, morning. No, I won't chill. You can chill. <laughs> because I, the chill part I can have is knowing everything's taken care of so that it isn't something where I go, all right, I gotta go pick up the rental car. I gotta go drop off the dogs or whatever it is. And an hour later, I come back 
and you're still sitting at the kitchen table having breakfast that you started when I left. And it's like, oh, no, I didn't pack anything. Now it's going to be an hour of packing. Now I need snacks. Now I need this. Right. And we end up leaving two hours later than I wanted to leave. But what is it you're trying to avoid? Forget about, I get that I stress you out because I'm, you know, our styles are not compatible. But let's say you're trying to get to an airport on time. Are you afraid of being bored at the airport? Are you afraid of being restless at the airport? Is there something that, like, why the high stress is what I'm wondering. I know. I, uh, no, I don't think. Missing it, the flight, right? Yeah, I don't think anybody's stressed about being bored at an airport. It's that I don't want to miss a flight. I don't want there to be any problems. I just want to be able to get on the airplane. You know, it's like, <laughs> why Why does everybody line up? You know why I'm laughing is because missing the flight is not the most stressful part to me. Waiting in the security line is so unpleasant because you're tired and you haven't had a chance to eat like a real breakfast. So you're just staring at people and you're wondering, why do they dress that way? And <laughs> <laughs> No, on top of that, you have all... That's Missing all the flight is like a bonus. It's like, oh, good. I was worried for nothing. I wasn't meant to catch this flight. You know what I mean? No, that is not a real thing. <laughs> there is nothing in the world where... Uh, like the universe didn't mean for you to catch this flight. No, when you bought the flight for 10 a.m., that is when you were meant to take that flight. It wasn't... You were meant to take a six... 30 p.m. flight or else you would have booked that flight. Gosh, I'm just remembering back the last time I was in line for a flight, there was a man who was sweating bullets and he was talking to everybody from the back of the line to the middle where I was and he made his way to the front and when he got, I was like, what is he telling people? And when he got there, he said to me, my flight is in 10 minutes. Can I please cut ahead of you? And I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, if I were him, I would have just shouted to everybody in line, hello everyone, my flight's in 10 minutes. And I'm having a panic attack, you know, like, but he took the time to ask everybody and he made his way in. And I just thought if I was him on the outside of the line, either I would have shouted to everybody, can I get through? And then if they said no, I would have walked away or I would have just gave it, given up right there. I, I don't know why he's starting at the back of the line. I think you go right up to the front security person said my flight's in today. It was snaking a lot. Anywho, <laughs> I, I was just wondering um, if there was ever a time where you do get, get to relax because you... You are very regimented, and it seems to work for you. You get everything done. I stay kind of like in a suspended state of avoidance, and I don't get anything done. But we still both get there. You know what I mean? Well, that's true, I guess. But there have been times that you haven't gotten there, or I, have, I haven't gotten there. You know, when my one of my first flights in New York, I think, was to, I don't know, go back to visit family for Thanksgiving or something like that. And I missed my flight because I just didn't know how long it took to get to LaGuardia Airport from Brooklyn. Right. So I think that I left somewhere at two hours before my flight, which is more than enough that than you would need back in Indiana. You know, you'd be there a half hour early if you did that, left two hours uh, to go. And you could be driving all across the state practically and still make your uh, flight. So to get there and it was like, oh yeah, your flight's gone. And I was like, flight's gone? Like I left two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no chance of you making this one. We'll it's just devastating. On. Then you have to wait for standby. My big flight miss thing, every time I've missed a flight, it's been the airport's fault. And I don't like it because then I'm at the mercy of the airport. I just have to... Is that true? It is true. It's always been the... I feel like there's been... there was, Especially when we were dating multiple flights that you missed because you just didn't make it to the airport on time. I promise. I have no recollection of ever being late to an airport because of bad time management. 
I think that is selective <laughs> memory. You're blacking out something, but that is not how I remember things. Anyway, my point is not to analyze stress. My point is to say each their own. My method so far, I don't know. No, you know what? My method doesn't work for me because I really would like to be somebody who uses packing cubes and has a stream, knows that they have everything they need in their suitcase. You know what? I would just like the suitcase to exist in a closet fully packed at all times with, you know, two white t-shirts and two pairs of jeans and eight pairs of underwear. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my goal. So maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. I also need snacks. Like, I don't know. Let's switch back to road travel. When I go to a convenience store or a gas station, I'm specifically looking for beef jerky, corn nuts, some kind of like, that's my protein. I need a grain. And then I also want like a dessert. So some kind of a snack cake. I like that you... Heart attack special. You've somehow got these... Uh, you're trying to use uh, nutritional names like protein and uh-huh. a grain. Yeah, and it's like... A whole grain. <laughs> <laughs> I need a carb. Uh, these, but these are all processed things. So you're... Yeah. They're just protein in... Uh, technicality. Yeah, they're they're flavorful bursts of joy. Because all of them are just basically salt blocks. It is very high sodium. You're right. And then that's why you have to get the snack cake to counterbalance the sodium. You, on the other hand, will eat one of those sad, cold, ghastly, hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> it's the only thing healthy that those gas stations usually have is like they've got the hard-boiled eggs, which sounds, when you say it out loud, just sounds horrendous. That you're getting a hard-boiled egg. But to you, it's an oasis. It's like, oh, good. Something that's real food here. Everything else is a rotating grease log. Yes, it is. It's like you have to, at least eggs, because they come packaged by whatever company makes these eggs. They're in a sealed package and they are refrigerated so you can get an actual egg. The ingredients are... Eggs. That's it. There's nothing else. And you know what's next to those is the sad Lunchables that's like five grapes, one of which is soggy, a triangle of cheese, and I don't know what else they throw in there. I will get some of those sometimes. Like I, I hiss at those. <laughs> I go like that and I walk away. Yeah. I, and head over to the corn nut aisle. That's right. I hug the and, corn nuts. And they do have an aisle of yeah. corn nuts. <laughs> Why do they have so many flavors? Because it's like, we stop. What do you want your farts to smell like tonight? <laughs> Mm, barbecue mesquite. Mesquite. um they are <laughs> the places that we tend to go because the ones that have these large uh gas station uh convenience store things attached are places like pilot or flying j or sheets the, <laughs> sheets <laughs> sheets uh, it's not as much as fl- uh, pilot and flying j are specifically I think aimed at truckers. Oh right, they uh, give you the shower. They have the shower. They, they announce it. I've never the taken speaker. one of those, but uh, I do <laughs> Mr. know. Mister Billy Bob, your <laughs> shower stall is ready. Stall number four is available, and <laughs> it's I I can't even imagine doing that because it was gross enough to like have to go uh, shower in a dorm when I was in college to have right. to go like, all right, I got to have shower shoes because I don't want somebody else's fungus. Aha, uh-huh. you do use shower shoes. We had this discussion tonight of like, why are you packing sandals for our daughter? And I was like, because don't you like to have like a little protection for your feet? And you're like, no, I want to connect with the ground. So when you just said college showers, I thought, oh no, were you one of those barefooters? No, that that was, 
it was a requirement there. So, but that that's the thing. Like, I don't like wearing uh, sandals in the house or house shoes, as <laughs> I don't know somebody's grandma would call them. I always picture uh, these uh, mm-hmm. mama's family type of shoes, right? Little fuzzy pink slippers yes. that hang off the back. Um, and I'm like, I don't want that. And I'd rather have just bare feet. So the yeah. gas station shower you're picturing is just horrible. I'm picturing that. They have a little shower caddy that they take in with It's the them. karate kid. <laughs> Wait, that was a shower costume. That wasn't an actual <laughs> that, shower. That was he just, was in a public restroom. Yes. That's that, what I'm picturing. That was a boy inside of a shower costume. But I hope that's not what's going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Flying J showers are like. Put on your shower costume and pretend to get clean. No, no, I'm sure they're luxurious. I've never, I'll never know. I, I hope you never have to know. That's, but, but those are the places, that, and so they have just rows of these snack things, and occasionally a hard-boiled egg. They always, everyone has a hard-boiled egg at these places, but then there are these sandwiches. I don't know where these sandwiches come from. Who's making these sandwiches? No, because they're they're. And cellophane, so they look like they're hand wrapped. Yeah. Who's wrapping the sandwiches? Because there's no kitchen. Is, yeah, is it happening there at the gas station at, at 4 a.m. when everybody's gone away? I, I, it's very weird. It's bizarre, and I don't get it. And so, those those type of uh, rest stops, those gas stations, are very. They're the ones I go to because they have at least the most options. If you just they're dependable. Yes. Yeah, so if you go to like a just a normal shell in its a convenience store. It's usually like, okay, they have a couple candy bars and <laughs> they've got everything I like energy or something like that. <laughs> they have everything I need, but nothing you, you could use. I don't want any of those things. Not even a, not even a vacuum sealed cheese stick. You know, those little, <laughs> like they take Colby Jack and they cut it into a long cube. <laughs> I will get some of those sometimes. Yes. The things that bother me about those is they're not refrigerated. They, no, they are refrigerated. No, the ones I'm picturing, the ones that... Oh, you're talking... Because, yeah, they had the refrigerator. The you're talking about the ones that are like, you know, jacks. Yeah. And it's not really cheese. It's more like... It's kind of almost dusty tasting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's the cousin of the refrigerated cheese that the, that the refrigerated cheese doesn't like to invite that to the holidays. That kind of cheese is what they actually does come in the holidays because it's always you get, anytime you get like a box with a summer sausage oh, yeah. and a little mustard, it's those unrefrigerated cheeses that come in it. Yes, it is. I was making a metaphor. I was making the cheese a person <laughs> who has a holiday dinner who's not inviting his distant family member, but... Oh, the cheese we'll is the one not done. So, okay. I was thinking... <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's all right. Another way we're different is that you like podcasts, and I would prefer to have music. Podcasts put me to sleep, and that's very dangerous when you're trying to drive. <laughs> that's. I don't know if that's a good selling point for... Uh, our own podcast to say podcast. Put Please me to do sleep. not listen to me talk if you're operating heavy machinery. All right, <laughs> save me for later when you're in the shower. That's a question for you. Should just anybody that's just write us on social media and be like, does Abby's voice make you want to go to sleep? Because I don't think it does. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be something you're accused of. I'm like, I'm very soothing. <laughs> you know when I realized my that voice crane is- accident. Was because they were listening to the Kid Is In School podcast. and <laughs> Every night, instead of ASMR, I choose to listen to the Kid Is In School so Abby's cackle can <laughs> lull me into sleep. Well, it, was, it reminds me of when I used to sing to our baby when she was a baby. And then when she became a kid, she was like, no more of that. <laughs> I've had enough. Thank you. In no uncertain terms. She was like, anybody sings but you, ma'am. <laughs> she like, just puts her finger up next to your yeah. lips. Shh. <laughs> 
I keep trying it on her. I'm like, have you changed your mind yet, sweetie? Yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, I can't, there's no, but anyway, talk radio. My mom used to listen to NPR when we would do road trips. And I guess I just got used to not understanding the concepts and falling asleep out of boredom or something. <laughs> Remember that? No, my dad didn't listen to NPR. So okay, I don't fine. Know. Uh, in fact, I don't even know what he listened to because all I remember is my parents talking the entire trip, and then I would be playing Game Boy or something like that and have like headphones in. And I wow, to be a fly on the wall. I'd like to hear them chatter. I was picturing them listening to like um, a family of people who wear choir robes, you know? So that's like <laughs> two sisters and two brothers and they're harmonizing and they're like, there's a Jolly J for Jesus. <laughs> I meant to say Jolly Day for Jesus, but Jolly J for Jesus works too. That's the, it's the J and Jesus. It's the <laughs> Jolly J. <Jay. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I can't, as much as I appreciate that podcasts exist, even the storytelling ones, I'm out like a light the second I hear them. But you're the one driving usually for our road trips. Yeah, well, they keep me intellectually stimulated. I don't know about you, but like they, yeah. I like uh, mysteries, murder mysteries. I will listen to a wrestling podcast that just goes into nostalgia. You will. And uh, Unsolved Mysteries, uh, there's sports things, just different uh, types of podcasts out there. And I will be able to... Because a podcast, generally speaking, is like an hour or 40 minutes or 45, you know, something in that range. And sometimes, you know, if it's a PTI podcast, pardon the interruption, that's like 25 minutes. So I know I could listen to a couple of those. Oh, see, they're timed out. Yes. And it kind of, it allows me to not focus on the travel and the time of that. I'm hearing a story. I'm thinking about that. And then it's like, oh, this one's over. Now we've already gone, you know, 10% of this trip or we've gone, uh, a third of this trip already because that's done. Now, let me ask you this, because I love driving, but my friends used to tease me that I was not the best driver and I never accepted it. So I'm not even going to go into why they thought that. All right. I don't know if they were just teasing me, but I will say that when I'm driving on a long road trip, I'm always gripping the wheel. So I'm never really comfortable. I get tightness in my lower back. Do you just <laughs> You're get like to white a... knuckling? Yeah, to... <laughs> I'm like, and it's not because I'm afraid of anybody running into me. It's because I don't want to miss a turn. Even if it's like six straight miles, you're going to be on this road for a while. I'm just like, I get distracted. Like I'll look and say, oh, look at that sign over there. Oh no, did I miss it? You know what I mean? So uh, it's not a, a relaxing experience for me. Signs of a bad driver, by the way. Really? Hmm. Missing exits, not following the directions. Uh, yeah. Getting distracted getting <laughs> from dist your one job and paying yeah. attention to the road. No, it's more like, ah, I don't know how to describe it, but... So to me, it's not boring, even though it's monotonous and there's not much happening. It's still, I'm still on high alert, so I can't possibly. So like to have a podcast to listen to is just extra thinking to have to do. And I don't want to do it. No. You're engaging in a combo. You're just like an active person at the table listening to them and, and you're nodding along with them. You're a third host. When you're listening to these podcasts. And for podcasts. you, it's just another distraction. You're... Yeah, for me, I'm just like, it's like two people arguing in front of me. And I'm like, I'm trying to hear what the road is telling me. Yeah, it's no, it's, well, like, I, I, it's occasionally I will listen to music too. But the problem to, I have with music is because I end up on the road for long stretches of time. Um, if, if it's, if we've got our daughter with her, you know, I definitely break up the trip a lot more than I would on my own. Mm -hmm. And I have different rules of the road for myself, which is, I can't drive really more than 12 hours in one day. And that sounds <laughs> insane to people that do not do comedy for a living. 12 hours. Yeah. It's, but like, 
Um, You're a glutton for punishment. I know. No, I have a usual rule is like if I go to a gig or in one night, like it's a one nighter gig. If it's anything over four hours away, one way, then I kind of want a hotel. I don't really want to drive there and back in the same night if it's that long. It depends on when the show is. If it's a later show, like a 10 p.m. show, I won't be getting out. I don't want to drive back at two, three in the morning. Well, yeah, there's nothing scarier than being sleepy on the road. And you will always have some kind of... It's the only time you'll ever drink coffee is like a little coffee-based energy drink or something. Yeah, I would. that's the only time. There's a... Yeah, one of a monster makes one that's doesn't have sugar in it, and it's coffee based. And yeah. you, your policy on road trips is absolute displeasure. Like I have to be tortured. I don't want food that tastes good. I don't want drinks that have any flavor. I just want fuel. I uh, yeah. When you say it sustenance. all like this, it makes people think that I'm crazy or something like you that. You are maniacal. That people are like who would whatever one travel like that. I just. I like to make it as streamlined as possible. You're like so. a military man in my mind. You just have a way. You're like, no, there's no room for distraction. Yeah, Get well, it done. There's, I mean, we have friends that will drive from New York all the way to like uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota, and Minnesota, I guess, and it will be all the way through the night with multiple kids and nobody's allowed to go to the bathroom or anything like that. He's a, yeah, he's a good drill sergeant there. And, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, if... If our daughter's with us, then I have a two, pretty much two hours. It's like every two hours, I'll take a break, let her stretch, kind of get out, and and then we'll get back in the car. It gives her a little break of 20, 30 minutes to just yeah. relax. Before kids, I used to be the one that would whine, and I'd be like, man, I'm hungry. And you're like, I told you to pack snacks. We are not <laughs> even out of the city yet. And I'm like, it's been a half hour. It's been an hour. You know, used yes. to, I knew that used to drive you nuts. Now, I've packed my own snacks but we have a daughter in the backseat who's like ah this seatbelt's choking me <laughs> she always has some new excuse yes. for why she has to get out immediately and you're like <laughs> i just know that you're like it's not part of the plan and she's already been like she for some reason she thought we we're taking a train this you know and when she heard i had a rental car she's like what <laughs> i'm gonna be sick in front i think i don't believe she really gets car sick i, I think don't know she, i think gets- she's picked that up from you getting car sick and then says that she's getting car sick too because she's uncomfortable in the car. Yeah, I don't know if she gets car sick either because I was trying. I said, how does it make you feel, queasy? And she goes, not queasy, just, what was the word she used? It was I didn't like, hear her say it. Yeah, it was some far-fetched thing of like, you've never been car sick in your life. She said something like, just <laughs> itchy. Itchy, yeah, it was something like that. So anyway, <laughs> so since she does all my whining for me, I, I've tried to tone that down. And you are very generous. You have stretching breaks and play breaks and dog potty breaks you know you're good with that yeah well I, you know i have to with with if it's just me by myself i can do that like i can drive to indiana in like 10 hours if if you guys come <laughs> along that's adding literally another four hours to this trip your bladder's mad at you it's like come on man you're like no well i could st- making gains but the thing if i really have to go it's like i could stop every two hours sometimes i do stop every two hours oh, but i will you're in and out I, I go in, use the restroom, and get back out. It's a, you know five minutes max, yeah. and then I can go. If and the dinner breaks are just me going getting those eggs, getting in the car and going. No, I hear you. Any road trip I'm on, even with friends, I will stop and go in the gas station even if I don't need to get anything. I just have to get out of that car. <laughs> I yeah. just want to look around. I want to hear what the music's playing on. I want to hear which Rob Thomas song they're playing at the uh, gas station. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the one of the two. 
<laughs> the one that CVS doesn't play. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm killing myself tonight. Yeah, you're on fire. So, <laughs> well, the other uh, point of contention is, well, I don't know that this is a point of contention, but the other topic I would like to address with you once and for all is fast food and why you think Arby's is acceptable. I, this is what... And, I, and that Taco Bell isn't. Taco Bell is my favorite. And you're always like, ew, come on. I find it's so funny that you've latched on to Arby's as my favorite when we stopped there once a decade ago. I, I was so mad about it. You're I st- haven't let it go. You're still thinking about it. It's like, look, I, I, I had Arby's once. And Taco Bell, none of them are any good. That's the thing. It's like, I think that I forget sometimes, and you probably do, is like, what do these actually taste like? And then we will order them, and it's like, oh, these are not good. This is bad food. <laughs> it's it's relative. First of all, they they do have a hierarchy among themselves, okay? <laughs> What's the top of the pyramid of fast food? McDonald's, because it is consistent. Not because it's tasty, you know, oat cuisine, because it's like the french fry is going to taste the same no matter what state you're in. There's going to be a soggy one. An extra long soggy one that makes you happy, and only you, not not me and the girl. You're like well, soggy. The pickle will be hot on your cheeseburger, and it will irritate you, but it will be reliable. No, I think no Taco Bell for me because you can change it up. You can get variety in texture. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking through my head just trying to think variety it's all literally it's all of the same items just how they wrap the tortilla around it yeah it's you know Jimmy Gaffigan has a Gaffigan great has a bit yeah. about Mexican food in general but like Taco Bell takes it to a new level where it's like we've got the gordita uh crunch supreme or yeah whatever. they truly name their stuff by throwing a a, a dart at a dartboard and they're the double decker taco this the, combo this combo now we're talking we're gonna meet supreme. forward this time lead with the meat yeah, like when I was a kid, Taco Bell had a little different menu where I was like, we have a taco, we have a burrito, and we have nachos. <laughs> now it's like we've combined all of those things into a one item yeah. that you can eat that we wrapped it all up into another tortilla and then <laughs> put it in a panini press and eat this thing. Somewhere between childhood and adulthood, they came up with, I think it was the gordita, and it was the the tortilla was thick. It was almost like a pita bread. Yes, that changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Tacos you, haven't been that good you, since you the day I back. once ate that. That and and sidebar Reese's peanut butter puffs. Like the first day I ever tried those, I was like, cereal will never be the same again. Well, the funny thing is, I, one of the trips that we went on, I, I don't remember. It was in the last couple of years. You, we couldn't, we didn't see a Taco Bell, but there was like a Taco John's <laughs> oh my or something gosh, like that. Taco Tom's. I and, don't know how they figured out how to mess it up, but every single item, the lettuce, the meat, the cheese, the, the tortilla, it was all cursed. It definitely was like, <laughs> it was like the, the brother of the Hollywood celebrity Taco that you know, Bob's. where you're like, oh, George Clooney, he's got everything. He's uh, uh, world sexiest man. He can act. He yeah. can direct. And then there's his brother that kind of is just a drifter. And that's what Taco <laughs> John's was to Taco Bell. It was. It was the gambler dying on a train. <laughs> I called it Taco Bell's, by the way. After Taco, I, Taco John's got into my head. That's genetic I, for you. The adding the S on the end of things. Oh, yes. I, uh, we do say that a lot in Indiana. Uh, the Taco Bells, the Walmarts, you know. 
All these are just one place, but we've added the S. They're plural. <laughs> Except for the ones that have S's, like McDonald's. It's McDonald. We eat at the McDonald's. It's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the S's. <laughs> it's a regional grammar. Um, yeah. So, the, I, you know what my red flag was about that weird taco place that I tried to substitute for Taco Bell? Was that their opening graphic that floated above the heads of all the employees was a fried chicken patty in a taco shell. With lettuce and that was Taco John's mayonnaise. Yeah, I was like, "What in the world is that?" I'm not getting it. But why? I just pointed and was angry. Yeah, there is. It's amazing, like what people call food sometimes with some of these places. It is. It's like what? It's what a big is stretch. That? And yeah. I always think, you know what? I'll just be sensible and get a salad at Wendy's. And then you look at the salads at Wendy's, and you're like, well. It's just got strawberry syrup all over it as a dressing. Like the raspberry vinaigrette just looks like it's, IHOP's strawberry syrup. I, I like that the raspberry vinaigrette is actually just strawberry syrup. It's not even raspberry. <laughs> not even. No, I'm just saying it's the equivalent of what you would have reached for for pancakes. It is. A, you know, I think that one of the things that these places do is, to, I don't know who the clientele is that they're luring in, but they'll just call something loaded. Loaded. <laughs> We've got the loaded potatoes or the loaded taco or loaded salad. And it's like, I think you have to be loaded to actually find these edible. Yeah. And when you're done, you're going to have a loaded pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for you. Well, um, I will say that the it's not the journey, it's the destination sometimes. And, uh, and when you have an overnight, for me, sleeping anywhere that doesn't have my bed or bathroom is camping. <laughs> like, I just can't. I can't. Even if it's a nice place. And, you know, I love everybody who's ever welcomed me into their home. But I'm just neurotic like that. Like, if I don't have my creature comforts, I'm tense. And I think it rubs off on the on the uh, hosts. I think they pick it up. Because nobody ever has you back. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know, well, you know, next time maybe there's a, oh, there's an Airbnb nearby. Like months after visiting your nephew, he brought it up to me. He's like, yeah, I don't know what offhand joke he made, but he was just like, I was like, you're still remembering that, aren't you? Yeah, there was, I don't know if it was. I think what I did was I lined every single one of his trash cans with a bag that I preferred. <laughs> yeah, I think you went to the store, bought trash bags and lined their trash so rude. trash cans with the ones that you're like, I mean, come on guys, you can't. Yeah, I, come on, give what do you want me to do? Put a, put a, a Kleenex in a bare trash can. Uh, to me, it's that's their problem. It's, uh, once I, it leaves I agree. my hand, goes into the trash can. That is now their responsibility. I it's accept that I'm a bad house guest. Do you have have you been a bad house guest, or do you have you experienced them? What's your pet peeves? I think in general, I'm pretty easygoing with everything. I think probably the things that people might over the years have liked the least about welcoming me into their home, mm -hmm. especially if I am doing shows, is that I'm just kind of gone. Oh. So I don't... <laughs> you I, don't stay in chat? Well, I have a schedule. So usually it's like I need to go do something. So I think people, uh, some people, not everybody, some people are kind of like, oh, I thought we were going to get to spend time with you here. Yeah. And it's like, well, I know, but I'm working. So I am now gone when they are home from work. Like they're coming home at five or six mm -hmm. and it's like, well, that's about, you know, I'll see you for like an hour while I'm getting ready. And then I'm going out to the shows, you know, if it's a club, maybe I've got two shows that night. So I got to be at the club by seven mm -hmm. or 
sometimes earlier, 6.30, and I'll be gone until midnight, and you'll be in bed, and so they'll have to give me a key. and Yeah, you're not on vacation. You're working. Most of the time. But it's but if there was a movie about a character like you, you'd be the jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, in movies, they always paint it like you walk in late, and they happen to be up in the kitchen in their bathrobe, like, oh, I was just reaching for a midnight snack, and you're like, oh, I'm glad I caught you. I really wanted to connect. <laughs> You're like peace. Yeah. The, <laughs> Sorry you saw me. I'm out of here. Yes, you know, and I, but I, but just in general, like I don't complain about any of the circumstances. Like, oh, it's all fine to me if you yeah. want me to sleep on the couch. You know, a lot of places have, you know, people have a guest room or you know a child's room. I've used used them. All. I've stayed. Yeah, you stayed in a race car bed. I've stayed in just about everything. Uh, like one of the best was um, staying in Hawaii, like going to visit friends in Hawaii, and you gotta have friends in Hawaii. Oh, you really do. Like just to stay with them, and they're they're good friends, but also we were able to go out and do stuff. They they show us around, but they also gave us our freedom to like, hey, if you want to do this with mm-hmm. us, this is what we're doing. If you're not, we're doing this. They have three kids. They're busy enough. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, we all need. I don't need two extra adult children in my yeah, back. We're not. We're not. Uh, going to parent you guys but also no they're a really great host yes some people have a gift of hospitality and they are it yes and I that's the thing, tough thing on the flip side is it's hard for us to welcome people into our home because mm-hmm. it's so small it's a New York apartment <laughs> and we will occasionally but it's also like you know you've got we've got a couch so somebody can lay on the couch and that's like one person it's not a fold out couch it's just a couch and there have been like my niece and her mom stayed you know, my uh, sister-in-law stayed on like one on the couch, one on the floor. Right. At one point. Space is at a premium. And also if anyone like clears their throat in any room of our apartment, you can hear it. Our na- You can hear our neighbors clear their throats. Yes. So, you know, the sense of intimacy isn't there. And I'm a little self-conscious about that. Like you have to, le- I'm joking about how it feels like camping to someone else. It truly is camping if you try to come to a New York apartment to stay. You it's, know, you're, you're going to compromise on... On a, a bed and that, you know, that brings me to Airbnbs. I don't know how people like have Airbnbs and still stay in their home. But that's the kind I, when it first got started, I remember I had to go out to LA and I didn't even really look at the fine print and notice that the host would be living. They said the host on the premises, but I thought it was like, you were going to live in your own guest house and I was going to have your apartment to myself. But I stayed with a guy who, by the way, never fully understood that my name is Abby. He was always like, good morning, Albie. <laughs> he made me oatmeal. He like knocked on my door. I made oatmeal. And I thought, oh, great. There's going to be a pot of oatmeal on the stove for me to serve myself. And it was him in his living room with two bowls, one for me and one for him. And it was very family style. <laughs> <laughs> he was my surrogate dad. He was my Henry Warnamont to my Punky Brewster. Yeah, that's I, I do remember because you, you were out working in LA at that point for something. And you were calling me up and telling me these stories. <laughs> and for one, I'm if I remember correctly, he wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, really? I feel like he was like, hey, do you mind if I just stay here? And you're like, what? Where are you going to stay? He's like, Because well, I had his room. Yeah, you had his room. And then you're like, I'll just stay on the couch or something like that. And then he was bugging you. Like, you won't even know. this. It's almost like a sitcom. Whereas yeah. you won't even know I'm there. And then every <laughs> single moment of every single day, starting you knew with, he was there. Starting with oatmeal for two. And then uh, when I would go back to my room to like, get ready for the day, I'd hear him grunting. And it turned out he was doing yoga in the living room. Just... <laughs> stretching himself out. I was like, what's going on out there? 
the one beautiful thing was not only did I have his bedroom, I had his cats. He's like, my cats only like to stay in my room. So enjoy free pets if you want, which I love cats. So yeah, it worked, that out, worked out for you, but that would have been another strike against him <laughs> under normal circumstances of like, my cats are going to stay there and the litter box is in there. And but he was unusually quirky. He had made friends with all these old Hollywood starlets. So he had a lot of their autographs framed on his wall and they were all like to whatever his name was to Don you're a great guy and um, the other fun thing was he drove a Vespa scooter around or some kind of scooter and he offered to give me tours he's like every Airbnb guest I have gets a tour of the city so I was like great I'll take it and we just rode on a scooter (laughs) I didn't know this man Right on a scooter. I'm sharing oatmeal with him in the morning, and then I'm holding his tummy while we ride on a scooter. And I can only imagine what the tour was. It's like, he's not actually showing you anything. This is just, this is the 7-Eleven that I go to. The and- times I should have been murdered, I tell you. <laughs> My mom has a lot of like near-death stories for me as a kid, but now, even as an adult, I should probably stop having these stories. Yeah. Boundaries, people. They're important. I know, and I do feel like Airbnbs in LA, and New York too, but LA, I feel like, are really weird people. So you've got bizarre people and all the affordable ones are affordable for a reason. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is 50 bucks a night. And then you end up staying with somebody's, you know, cats yeah. and him in the living room. You're going to be someone's counselor. Yes. <laughs> or they're doing some weird cult thing in the living room. You know, so that's, I've had experience. Like if I go out to LA and have stayed in Airbnb for a couple of things, it's never completely private there's always somebody else in the place and you're sharing a bathroom Mm -hmm. or you're sharing the kitchen space and it's never never quite as clean as it should be it's like a european hostel yes it is it's like a hostel and it's it feels sometimes like a hostage situation too when you're in these like you know (laughs) how so (laughs) i'm just like i got to get out of here but i've i've paid already and there's no place else for me to go picturing you like a little (laughs) raccoon (laughs) yeah you just want to dig in the trash on your own you don't want people showing up and bothering you with their big flashlights yeah it's the whole thing is advanced and new york will have some of that but and i'm sure both these places you can get a um place to yourself but yeah. it's it's always like a little, it's just a little off. And you, you go around the country, most of the time you get the whole building because people have bought up these buildings, especially right. now. You know, a few years ago, people hadn't done this as much. Mm-hmm. But they buy up the whole building, they refurbish it, and it's for the sole purpose of being an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Whereas it used to be, I think people were like, you know what? The Airbnb will be... It's a bed and breakfast. It's just a bed and breakfast. It's a bed in my home that... I am not sleeping in, and I will be hopefully in another room that isn't just, you know, on another side of a door. Of you. Yeah, before Airbnb ruined bed and breakfast, bed and breakfast were really nice. I don't know how these people came by this money, but they owned a whole building that was a restored house. Each room would be decorated in a theme. The owner would be one lady or maybe a couple who would actually bake the breakfast for you and have it ready. But they'd also be like a housekeeper in that they'd just be dusting something when you came down the stairs. They wouldn't be sitting there waiting for you with a mug of tea or a bowl of oatmeal <laughs> making <laughs> eye contact. in the bathtub because there's no place else for him to sleep. <laughs> you know, I just had another flashback to that man. I His bathroom was in such a disarray. Now, this story is supposed to be about how he's strange, but truly I'm the weird guest. And I was like, uh, would you mind if I reorganized your cabinets? Because it was full of travel shampoos and they were it's just a I don't know I clearly am neurotic but he let me and it was 
we're best friends now. But uh, it was, <laughs> he can't. He, you can't remember his name. He never knew your name. <laughs> best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what am I? When you share oatmeal and you rub someone's tummy. Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't mention you rubbed it. You just no, said, hugged it. Hugged it. <laughs> Were you rubbing the cat's belly or his belly? You get belly? lonely in LA. People don't tell you this when you're out there. Uh, no, I I spent like two hours cleaning out his cabinet, and he actually thought it was a gift. He didn't say that was weird of you. How dare you? He was just like, oh, thank you so much. It looks great. Yeah, it's well. I think the point in all of this is you just need to stay home. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home. <laughs>